You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bless Your Heart, number 15. Um, you are listening to April Gallaty. I'm your host. Um, you can find us at um you gonna meow.com. I forgot my own website. I'm sitting here and I just totally forgot my own website. www.yougonnameow.com. Um, you can email me at april at yougonnameow.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. And that's just backslash you gonna meow. And um, today I am interviewing uh, Jean Dweber. And Jean is um, a Portland resident. I don't, are you from here? Uh, yeah, actually, I, well, I grew up in a small town. Uh, you ever heard of Vernonia? No, huh? No, most people haven't. Okay. <laughs> you ever heard of Rome, Georgia? No. So most no, people yeah. haven't. So yeah, it's just, it's the same situation. It's all these, all these little people from all these little places and we all come together in these big places. But, um, so Gene, I'm just going to go ahead and cover your, like, uh, social media so people know uh, Eugene DeWeber and that's one B in DeWeber so E-U-G-E-N-E-D-E-W-E-B-E-R and that's uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. and then they can also find you on Facebook as Eugene DeWeber right? Uh, it's under yeah Gene DeWeber. Okay yeah. or Gene just G-E-N-E just, yeah, yeah see I don't know which one to call you because I, I keep looking at both of those so but um, you also do a comic strip on Instagram called Nearly Functional Comics. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Uh, so I have a couple different ones. I have uh, one that's just called Gene and Bob, and it's uh, it's about a caricature of myself, I guess, uh, and a fictional character I created based off of a few different friends of mine called Bob. Okay. I've had a lot of different roommates, so I like to just do that. It's, it's got this kind of like existential sort of kind of uh, sense of humor to it. Right. So Bob. So Bob kind of is a conglomerate personality of like all the people you've ever had roommates, roommates. with. Okay. Yeah. Now are do you, are you in a roommate situation now or are you Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got like five different roommates in a house, so Okay. Know, very oh, Portlandy. That is very Portlandy. You know, my husband and I are married. We've been married for like twenty three years this year, but we took in a roommate like two years ago hmm. and I was really reluctant because when you live like twenty one years with nobody but just yourself. And I say that kind of like because it really is just myself i mean he and i've been together so long we we operate kind of like the sun and the moon we revolve around (laughs) each other we know how to get out of each other's way and that sort of thing so the idea of bringing a third person into the house who doesn't operate in that same little galaxy is was scary but he actually turned out to be uh, a really good roommate however i think and we have a friend moving (laughs) from florida coming here because remember i was Uh, telling you i'm from florida lived in florida we have a friend coming from Florida, so it's just going to be a house full of people and animals, and it's not going to be a lot of fun. There will be no babies, though. Oh, uh. I have, and just so you know, I have the sound effect machine, so. Well, I'm now officially terrified. If you have any, was it, you got to go to the dentist? Mm. People hate, I know yeah. my sister Something. listens to pop my podcast and she hates the dentist, I'm sure. Makes that, me like, cringe for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Most people do. Um, and on top of that, you also do open mics. And you said yes. you've only been doing open mics like a couple months in Portland? Yeah. So I did the Helium Offers, this uh, comedy uh, class. And mm-hmm. I kind of started with that just because. Oh, you little... took a, cl- a class with Alex then? I did take a class with Alex, yeah. And, and uh, Caitlin Warehouser. 
Oh, so you did the double class. I did the double class. Okay, so I took the first, I took a course with Alex. I took Mm -hmm. one and two. And then I found out Caitlin was coming. Yeah. Which it's kind of interesting to get um, instruction from different comedians. Because if you Mm -hmm. get like, you know, Alex has a very distinct way of telling jokes. Caitlin has a very distinct way of telling jokes. Now, here's what's interesting. You... Uh, said you want to be you're a clean comedian yes okay and they are too actually I mean Alex kind of like he hints at um, he hints at at some naughty things like talking about his wife being like a what's that he does a joke where he talks about having a little girl at home and he's like, no, yeah. no, no, it's, I'm sorry. Let me reward that. My wife is short, you know, so, <laughs> which I think is like one of my favorite jokes of his. But, it's a good uh, one. Yeah. yeah. Him, and Caitlin's actually kind of clean too, isn't she? For the most part. Um, I mean, the one distinctive thing for me is I'm trying to even go like to a certain level where I don't even curse, which will be mm. kind of fun and hard. Really difficult. Well, <laughs> does, uh, so, okay. Uh, who are a couple of good um, clean comedians, uh, uh, not not Jim Jeffries. Damn it, Jim, Jim Gaffigan. Jim yeah. Gaffigan is really good. Does um, he curse? Not if he does, it's very rare. He uh, he performed for the Pope, right? I want to say so. Yeah. 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 And Brian Regan. Brian Regan is really good. Um, and then Mike Birbiglia. I mean, he. Yeah. He has some times where he mm-hmm. he goes a little away from it, but yeah, he's known for mostly being clean. Yeah. So yeah. so let me ask you this: Are you Catholic? Uh, no, I, I mean, if by Catholic stand, I would be Protestant, but I just, I'm non-denominational Christian. Okay. So, so, all right. Yeah. Now, see, that's interesting because, um, now see, I've heard your jokes before, you know, but and now <laughs> I think about it. See, the problem with being new to open mics yeah, and the problem, um, and, and I totally don't mean this in a rude way. And I think you'll understand what I'm saying is, mm. is that when you go to open mics, you're in your own head, especially this first year, cause I'm less than a year. And you're yes. less, you're just a couple months and you're on your own, you're in your own head and you're like, okay, you're writing jokes and you're like, am I funny? Yeah. Um, is what I'm saying. Interesting. And then, um, but you also want to get to know the people in the scene. Mm-hmm. So like getting to know each other. So, cause it was really funny cause I was laughing and telling Damon, I was laughing about the fact I was like, could you please contact Gene through messenger yeah so that i was like and connect us i was like because as i was leaving <laughs> um the hot box uh 3607 corbett avenue and chris will like that um yeah. but as i was leaving the hot box last week i was like nice to meet you but i was talking to the girl around the corner <laughs> as i was going out the door because i had just said something to her and What's the what's the guy's name that works at the hot box? Uh, Tyler. I think. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, yeah, he's a good Christian boy from Georgia too. So yeah. <laughs> he was like, um, so I was talking to him and his girlfriend, and then as I was going out the door, and I was like, "Nice to meet you." I made eye contact with you. Yeah. And you threw your hands up in the air, and you were like, "Wave, Matt!" And I'm like, "Oh, I know." <laughs> but then Damon was pulling me out the door, and I'm like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta make up for this." So I'm really sorry about that. But it's okay. But it, but it is. It's hard. You're starting this. You're starting this, and you're like, you're trying to be interesting and funny for yourself. You're trying mm-hmm. to be interesting and funny for other people, and you're in a room with nothing but comedians. Now, that is my complaint. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about trying to practice this process and learn it and like memorize things and be funny and do all these, you know, and have a stage presence and not shake out of your shoes and on top of all that, you have to meet 
all these people and you're just in front of all these people looking at you like make me laugh funny man well making it sound like that you're you're making it sound like it's next to impossible it feels next to impossible sometimes yeah uh you know it's a challenge i like a challenge Mm -hmm. it's also something i enjoy so Mm -hmm. i try not to think that hard that difficultly into it i guess um it's a lot of fun honestly uh it's it definitely is difficult because like with comedians especially if you're practicing in front of a lot of comedians and not a lot of people just regular everyday people Mm -hmm. they don't laugh as much right so you have this you're like wait was this actually funny was this not funny and then if i get a laugh from a comedian i'm like did i go too far right yeah (laughs) see that's the thing i've done that too where i've told jokes where um it got a huge laugh at like kelly's olympian if you're not from the portland area there's a bar in town called kelly's olympian that has um uh, that is run by a Chris Cotomy, who mm. does a wonderful open mic there on Sundays at three. Um, but so, where was I going? Oh you yeah, you were saying big laugh from a lot of like... yeah. Oh yeah, so I got like this huge laugh from all the comedians, right? And mm. then I went and told the joke in my class with Alex. Yeah, because I wrote the joke outside of the class, hadn't. Bro- broached it, breached it, breached ha- it, haven't done it in front yeah. of anybody there. And then I did it at Kelly's and then I went in and did it in Alex's class and I, um, I got nothing in Alex's <laughs> class. In fact, I got like the raised one eyebrow, like, Ooh, that might've been a little off, yeah, little off color. And I was like, well, it was off color. And uh, I have pulled it from my joke repertoire at this point. Um, <laughs> just because I, I feel like I can't broach, uh, race, like yeah, that's a especially in Portland, that's a tough one. And I have this uh, southern accent. Like, is it my very first <laughs> joke? Is I know I, my accent sounds like butter and assumed racism. Everybody assumes I'm racist the minute they hear me. They assume, oh, racist. Okay, we got it. So, and it's not fair, but what yeah. are you gonna do? But yeah, it was one of those jokes where it was like all the comedians were like, "That was fucking hilarious." Well, it's because they're all broken, <laughs> and, and they're broken yep. like me. And so, well, see now that's the question I have for you: Why did you get into comedy? Most most comedians get into comedy because they're broken. Are you broken, or are you just? Uh, uh you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess in some ways, um, <laughs> I could say that. I. Uh, you know, I, uh, I like to joke about the fact that my existential crisis is going through an existential crisis. Oh, cool. So, you know, um, I, I've had so many different jobs. I've done so many different things in my life and nothing seems to work. And this is the one thing that kind of like it makes me happy in some way. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I would say I've, I've had some interesting things in my past that definitely made me uh, less than together. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the Joe? Do you do you know who Joe Rogan is? Yes. Okay. So, what do you think about the Joe Rogan philosophy that in order to be a good comedian, you have to live, and in order to live, you have to go do things that are outside the <laughs> the realm of the comedian's life? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, isn't the isn't the goal like for most of us to to quit doing like a regular job and just do stage time. Like, is that yeah, what you want to do? That's exactly what so I want to do. So you eventually want to move to LA or New York and do the whole. Wherever, you know. Do they still do uh, America's Funniest, not America's Funniest Home Videos. America's <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they still do that one. You they know? do. They do. Actually, Alfonso, what's his name from the Fresh Prince is the host now. Yeah, they got to play Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. No, America's, um, uh, ah, America's is it America's Got Talent? Well, that's America's one got of talent. them. 
and there was there like was, uh, America's Last Comedian or something like oh, that. Oh, Last Comic Standing. Last Comic Standing. Thank you. Yeah, I I don't know if they still do that one huh. or not. I wonder. It's too I, bad because I remember when that came out. Did you? How old are you? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm uh, 28, almost 29. Okay, so you do have a little. You got to get past that 25. Um, yeah. You got to get past. Uh, is it Alex that talks about like tw- uh, what is it he says in class? Like 21 year old men have no experience other than <laughs> high school and sleeping on people's couches. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That's, so, that's very true. I'm sure you can make some jokes about. I made jokes about high school and sleeping yeah. on people's couches. So. so. <laughs> Who Especially knows? if that person doesn't know you were sleeping on their couch. That that's a whole different level of uh, that's a whole different level of sneaky. Yeah. Do you do you, hey you know what see <laughs> this is why I love doing this. Okay, so there is an article that came out a few years ago about a woman. I think this was in the '60s, who was married. Yeah. And her husband complained about like weird sounds in the house okay and it turns out that she had her lover living in the (laughs) attic and was like he was walking around at night and stuff and then later the husband like found out and divorced him and and then or divorced her and then she like committed suicide or something and this poor guy who lived in an attic for like six years was just like i don't know what to do with my life like yeah, I that's... guess that's to say was sleeping on someone's couch without them knowing. Yeah, except for I'm pretty sure there's a lot more like random screams coming from the attic. Possibly. Yeah. Well, it depends on like what the wife and he are up to. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that is such a strange. Well, anyway, sorry. The <laughs> April's podcast of strange detours. This yeah. would, be, you know, that would be a great. That would. That would. The podcast of strange the detours. Podcast of strange detours. I like that. Now, I, I wonder to... if uh, if like. If her husband ever came home and heard, you know, the the cries of the lovemaking or whatever whatever term you want to say, and she's just like, well, you know, maybe it was a brothel at one time. Yeah. <laughs> He's just laying there in bed, going, "What the hell am I listening to up in the? Why didn't he ever go up in the attic?" Who actually goes in their attics anymore, though? I I do. I grew do? I grew up in an attic because oh, okay. I know, right? I'm, just call me. Uh, <laughs> Just call what's her name? Anne Frank. Yeah, just call me Anne Frank. Yeah. No, um, my okay. Where I grew up, I had there was a lady that lived like two doors down, and she mm. had one of those big, tall, three story houses, and had a giant attic that she had just hundreds and hundreds of years of shit in from like her grandparents and her parents and all <laughs> yeah. that. And I used to spend inordinate amounts of time up there just yeah. playing and amongst that stuff so and her daughter was okay. like really afraid of ghosts and stuff and so they were like i can't believe you let that little kid go up there i'm always up there like i was like i am the ghost up there so yeah i grew yeah. up in an attic isn't that funny i grew up in an attic and just it's, call me oh actually man, that's, that's, so that's really interesting because um my the house that i lived in from like eight to 18 so like 10 years of my life mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be a Mormon church, and the, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and the the um the my bedroom was technically part of the attic, so I li- I did I also lived. You in also attic. lived in yeah. the attic. So I slept in an attic. Did you keep a diary? No, no. no. Okay. No, I just... <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not even gonna go for any no. Holocaust jokes. No, I'm just no. not gonna. No. Not gonna. I can't tempt you into a Holocaust. No. See if Chris Boatwright were here. Oh, he would. He he, he, would... <laughs> he tried. He tried to get me to write Holocaust jokes. He's like, it's more edgy because you're not Jewish. And I'm like, 
but my head shaved and I'm German, so this is <laughs> no, I'm not gonna You're go like, there. No, it's gonna get me in trouble. No. You know, my husband is German. His um, he's half German. His okay. um, his mom and his mom's mom's Austria, the whole nine yards. Yeah, and uh, he's the one that gave me the one Holocaust joke that I have, <laughs> which is, well, you know, the thing about the Holocaust is it's hard to spell, and it's like. <laughs> That's the worst joke ever, but okay, thanks. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, not it's not bad. It's it's, it's bad. clever. It's like, yeah, mm, yeah you're right. Because oh, everybody, anytime I tell that joke, then you see people like look up and they start going, H-O-L-C-O-S-T-C-O-U-S-T-C-A-S-T. Yeah, and they like, they're yeah. trying to work it out and you're like, okay, so yeah, the joke works. So, <laughs> all right, so you said that you tried dip once. Yes. How'd that go? You look now. See, you have that classic, like a guy that would chew dip. Look, you got the bald head, the beard, yeah. the mustache, the goatee, the glasses. Like I know, I look like a lumberjack. Just yeah, you even have yeah. on the right kind of shirt. See? That's true. <laughs> uh, it didn't go well. Pushing didn't go stereotypes. Well. Yeah, and it's funny because be, well, first of all, I used to have hair. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's hard no. to imagine now. I but, know. You know, no, I was actually born with a bald head. <laughs> They were, you know, hiding the swatches and stuff. I don't know. Hair, um, hair comes in waves. Yeah. And you're on the wave out. That's, yeah. that's the way we tell Damon. <laughs> Damon's on the wave out, so. Yeah. I, I like the joke about how the longer, more, the fuller my beard, the less hair I have on top. It's just coming out yeah. the bottom of your face. Yeah, Gravity like, takes over and it just pulls yeah. it down. It just kind of like <laughs> passes back like a wave. <laughs> At least you, know, you don't have the mullet thing the going on. You know, it's it. If I tried to grow it out, it does curl on the back. So I have to. I have to. Yeah, I just. I decided to embrace it and just shave it all off. Yeah. Because it was better. I have a theory that men who are naturally going bald have good heads, and you. Yeah. You prove that theory. You have a good head, Damon. Heads. I've only met one person in my life who naturally went bald and has a real shitty shaped head, <laughs> and I think he was dropped as a kid. I. Maybe. I really believe that's the. Was he just exposed to a lot of radiation throughout his life? Maybe. Well, his head's triangle shaped. <laughs> I'm serious. So it looks like the cone heads. Or yeah, kind of. But in the um, but you know how cone heads go up in a cone. Yeah. This is like it literally is this like I'm I'm sh- I'm putting my hands together like the steeple of a church, <laughs> and it goes and it comes together at the top like that. So imagine like this whole top crest across the top of his head. It's very <laughs> bizarre, and it goes like nose to Abdullah Blangada. You know. So I, I feel like for that though, you you should exclusively wear comical hats like miniature hats on his head at all times and so that they kind of tip left kinda to tip right and left right or no i mean like literally like like the like a mr potato head hat or something like that, on oh, his that head would at be... all times. well he does wear um what i call a page boy hat he wears page a page boy. boy hat all the time so okay oh yeah like the like the old like driver's hats is that what you're talking about or yeah yeah, yeah. see now i'm wondering if there's a See, like Damon, I don't know about you. Your head looks nice and round. Damon, yeah. his head is kind of football shaped as well, mm-hmm. so he won't wear hats because it kind of tilts. Just teeter totters. Teeters totter. Yeah, that's a good word. Teeter totters yeah. on his head. It's really weird. Now I'm going to be interviewing Chris Cox soon, mm. and he's done the whole like um, fedora. Yeah. Like you really got to commit. Like if you're a hat person, you really got to yeah. commit. Like I have a brother-in-law that's you know trucker hats all the time. <laughs> So, but anyway, speaking <laughs> of trucker hats, smoking, doing dip, that sort of thing. Yeah, you were telling me about the first time that you did dip. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm really awful. No, it's fine. It's fine. So, 
I, uh, as I've mentioned just a few minutes ago, I, you know, I'm Christian and I was uh, raised Christian in very like small town, mm-hmm. kind of sheltered. Uh, I didn't really do anything. I didn't I never. I was never one of those that kid who drank before. Oh, you know, a good before, kid. Yeah, I was a good kid. So like, oh. I didn't drink. I didn't uh, smoke. I didn't do any of these kind of things. And so like, right around the age of 19, I like to call the corruption of my of Gene D. Weber because <laughs> I just started doing stupid stuff, but. I was, uh, we were at like a Muchos Gracias and so we ate a bunch of food beforehand. So that was a great start. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just hanging out in my friend's car and he's like, he's chewing on dip and he's like, hey, you want to try it? And I'm like, never tried it before. Sure, why not? Within like seconds, I start feeling sick. I just oh, yeah. like, just like nauseous, kind of got a buzz going on. And we just all sit around talking for a little while. Finally, we we decided we're gonna we're gonna leave because I'm like okay okay I'm fine now. As we're turning out, I, I'm like I'm in the middle seat by the way, so I'm not like I'm not on the door seat or anything like that. I'm in the middle seat, uh-huh. and we start turning out of the um, parking area or back onto the highway, and we're at a stoplight. I'm like guys guys I need to get out, and I just like jump out of like without even like being completely out of the door. I just start profusely vomiting like like exorcist oh, wow. style it's like ah, you know? all the muchas gracias gone. Oh, like it's all gone and it's just like it's so bad it just keeps on going on and they're like the light's green the light's green I'm like ah. i'm going nowhere guys <laughs> and so yeah we just like i we had to stop a few times and then to make it even more embarrassing because at first i was like okay i did it no one's gonna know about this right the next morning i uh, i'm living with my sister and her husband at the time and freshly moving out, I still have that weird thing where, like, I made them kind of like my parents without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, so, Gene, we got a uh, weird voicemail last night. And apparently, like, I butt-dialed them, and they're like, I'm just, like, listening. I'm like, guys, I don't feel so good. So they got the whole thing. You just, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> and I had to, like, describe to them and explain it. And I'm, like, you know, being that weird, still, like, Christian-y kid who I'm like I'm sorry I'll never do this again yeah what about your sister and her husband were they uh were, were they are they like Christian and they're were Christian. like oh that was terrible of no me. they're just giving me a hard time no. they just thought it was funny yeah like, <laughs> yeah I think we all have to go you do you remember the buzz you got from the nicotine kind of um I mean it, it's definitely it's one of those like ones where you're like your head just like starts feeling small or something like mm-hmm. that you know it's very it's a very nice and it's a very strange uh, uh, high. Yeah. I don't know if you smoke weed or not or if you ever have. I have. I don't do it right now. but Okay. Well, it's kind of like that, but a thousand times more intense, but only the first time. It reminds me of, uh, have you ever done hookah? Yes. Yeah. It reminds yeah. you kind of that. It do- Yeah. Yeah, it does. But it's, that's, I think, that's what makes nicotine so damn uh, tempting, I think, and why people get addicted to it so easily mm. is because I used to smoke, too. I was a smoker for many, many years. Um, mm. Yeah, it's that first one. And I remember, like, you, w- I would quit smoking and then pick it back up later. Yeah. And that first that first draw of a cigarette after you're like, oh, fuck this, I'm going back, <laughs> is amazing. And you're like, oh, I need that again. But you don't get it the second time. You don't get it. The th- you know, it's, it's like it's a one-and-done yeah. type thing. So, like... The people who can smoke and, like, you ever met people who smoke and drink? Yes. And they only smoke when they drink, and they, like, only drink on the weekends, and you're like, <laughs> I don't, A, I don't understand only drinking on the weekends. Yeah. And 
B, how can you only smoke? Like my friend Christine, I was telling you about yeah. Christine Levine. Christine was like that. I would go hang out with her at a bar and she'd be like, hey, can I have a cigarette? <laughs> Give her two or three cigarettes. And that was it. She never smoked, you know, for the rest of the way. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I don't know about you, but maybe, I consume. I consume all yeah, things. Yeah, maybe it's because you already have that, the buzz from the, the alcohol. Maybe. I don't know. And you're know. just like, you just want something extra, but you're not. You're already in the midst of something else, so it's not it's not as uh, addicting, maybe because maybe yeah, it's so nice though. It's so it's yeah, yeah it's. I think uh, that's something I'm having trouble with now, like going to uh, open mics, being yeah. a weed smoker. <laughs> like I get home, I cook dinner, I eat dinner, and then I want to smoke weed to go to sleep. Yeah, and so if I go out like tomorrow, I'm going to Helium. I'll mm. have like dinner at helium and then i'll be like i'm ready to go home because i want because i'm i'm like i'm 45 and i'm like i just want to sleep now i want to go to bed by nine o'clock and i decide this late in life that i want to get into comedy but i don't want to be at a bar until yeah. two in the morning so i don't know what to how to reconcile that so i don't know it's it's a weird situation so maybe uh what, what is that the thing that a lot, like, a lot of college students take to stay awake to do papers Adderall. Adderall. Just start taking Adderall. You know, I actually went to <laughs> I went to the uh, to a therapist not long ago to find out, like, to check on because I'm dealing with I deal with like I said, we're all broken, depression, yeah, anxiety, yeah. and all those things. And uh, I was like, I think I'm ADHD. Mm. Did you know? And I didn't know this either. That if you have PTSD, that some of the symptoms. Uh, mimic really? ADHD. Yes. Yeah, so, so she seems to think I'm not ADHD. So we're treating depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and PTSD and hoping that that will take care of the ADHD. But it seems to, cause I don't know. I'm just, yeah. Like I said, we're all broken. We all do our own weird things, but so yeah. where was the first place you went and did comedy? Well, aside from the helium doing like the graduation show, mm -hmm. Like, what was your first my open mic? Did you go first by yourself? open mic, yeah, I think I did, actually. I'm, I'm trying to think now. I think it was... Oh, man, I'm trying to think now. I, I want to say it was either the Fun House or um, it might have been Hotbox, actually. Oh, okay. It might have been Hotbox. I haven't done Fun Lounge yet. I did uh, Brody. The Brody is fun. Brody is, is pretty fun, yeah. Yeah, Brody's fun. I want to take the... Um, have you thought about taking the... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the acting class, the acting course, um, improvisation, improvisational courses. I have considered doing that just mm -hmm. because I think it would help with being able to write on stage a little bit more. You mm -hmm. know, where you just come up with stuff on the top of your head. Yeah. See, I'm not good at that. Are you? Are you? Which Which do you feel you're better at, writing or? Um, I try to do a little bit of both. Although I think sometimes some of my funnier stuff comes out when I'm improvising more than when I write it beforehand, just because it's less technical i guess like i guess i kind of have the same thing like if i write a joke and it's a it's a decent joke i'll get yeah. a giggle but then sometimes i don't get the laugh i want and i'll say something under my breath on stage <laughs> and that will get yeah and i guess it's because it's your truth right it's yeah. it's your it's your true feelings coming out and people are like okay that's funny <laughs> so very cool yeah, that's well. A lot of that is a performance. I can't speak right now for some reason. Yeah. But performance, um, too, because I'm I'm working a lot on my stage presence right now because. Do you shake like a leaf? Sometimes. I do too. I I was I was watching uh, one of the hot box ones that they recorded of me. So you know, if anyone wants to watch me fell, check out those uh, awesome hot box videos on YouTube that uh, yeah. Christopher Boatwright. Yeah. Yeah, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know Christopher Boatwright. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So one of them, I had that weird thing. You know when people are, like, afraid to talk about something and they do this, like, like it's like their throat closes yeah, up. Yeah, like throat closes up and they're, like, talking through their nostrils and everything. Like, I did an entire one where I thought I was being funny. I thought I was being confident. And I watch it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? <laughs> I've done that. I've I've come off stage going, that was terrible. That was horrible. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. And my husband's like, you were amazing. And then I would watch, like, the video, and I was like, yeah, I do look, like, I look confident. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm, I was great, but I do look confident, and I'm not shaking. But then there's times I'll, I, you're right, I'll yeah. go up there, and I'll be like, that was awesome. And I'll look at the video and go, I'm shaking like, like I can't. You can watch the piece of paper in my hand just, you know, and I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> Since I've started taking an antidepressant, though, yeah. that has helped. It has helped. It okay. has helped. It, it kind of takes the shaking down, and it kind of <laughs> takes the fear away. I was really surprised when I yeah. did helium. Were you at helium two Tuesdays ago? Which... No. I, it's, it's been a few weeks since I've gone to helium, actually. Okay. I was at helium a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I did really well, and I was yeah. really surprised. And um, when I say really well, I'm not talking like, don't think I'm like, I'm fucking Dave Chappelle. I'm like, no, I mean, just for me, I did really well for yeah. me. So, you know, and you have to like kind of gauge it for yourself. So well, something that's actually interesting about that is one thing I like about helium is that you're actually perf you, you have a few comedians, but you're actually performing in front of a, like actual people. Yeah, it's a real audience. And it's about, yeah. what, 30 people on Tuesdays, usually about between 30 and 60 something people like will show that. up. Yeah. yeah. And you get like real laughs and it's yeah. like, Yeah. So it's interesting. What I was going to say, what's interesting about that is sometimes I actually come off more confident there than I do in front of other comedians. I do the same thing. I think I think there's like a weird, you're like kind of trying to impress the other people that are comedians too, because you're you're kind of hoping to get on like someone's showcase or something. Yeah. Like that. You know what? That's a good point. Because have you ever um, have you gone out of town and done an open mic yet? Uh, not yet. I, I'm thinking about. I have a cousin up in. He lives up in Seattle. I thought about visiting her and just you know, trying it there. But you know, you might actually have a better time, especially your first couple of times. Will actually yeah. be better because you won't have to. You won't know who the comedians are. Yeah. So that's what happened to me in Florida and in Georgia. I did mm -hmm. open mics in Florida and Georgia. It was full of comedians too. You could tell because they're all doing the same thing they do here. But yeah. for some reason, being somebody out of town, they pay attention, and you yeah. get and that attention is important. Like it's real it's important true. to the process. Like so. Anyway, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody cares what I have to say. <laughs> nah, it's fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting. I think part of that is too is when you're doing open mics in front of other comedians, they've heard your stuff probably six or seven different times. Right. They're hearing the different versions of your joke. Yeah. So like, first of all, it's it's, it's daunting because all of a sudden you're not getting laughs for the same things that you got laughed a couple weeks ago for. Right. And you're like, what, what's wrong what's with this wrong? joke? And it then, was fine last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I tell it differently? Did I miss something? Mm -hmm. But then like you go in front of an actual audience or just people you haven't seen, and they're like, wow, this is really funny. Yeah, and you're like, oh, maybe I do have I, – yeah. I don't, do you do that? Do you go like – some days you're like, yeah, I fucking got this. And then there's some days you're just <laughs> like, what am I doing? Why am I embarrassing myself in front of all these people? Yeah, I'm just going to go in a, go home and go in a corner and cry for like the next half hour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you um, – I don't know about you, but I also walk away 
uh, like meeting you and meeting Chris Cox yeah. and meeting like Nick at, at Helam and all that. And mm-hmm. I talk to these folks and then I walk away going, what did I just say? Oh my God, that was, a, that I'm so fucking weird. Why am I so crazy? Yeah. Do you do that as well? Cause you're like, have I impressed someone? Did I make them feel weird? Do they think I'm crazy? Do they you think know, I'm you know, a long time ago? I just realized that I'm really weird and crazy. <laughs> so I just expect that everyone thinks that of me. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. that's probably a better way to go through life. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Either that or, you know, I think that's probably why, you know, my manic depression is probably <laughs> skyrocketed. So uh, now do you, I, I don't know. This might be too private, I guess. Um, do you do you treat your manic depression or are you just trying to like, you know, I mean, uh, part of it, I'm just trying the comedy, I think, is definitely therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also like I'm not huge on medications, so I'm trying different things. I'm like trying different diets and stuff that mm-hmm. her is supposed to be been reading and hearing a lot of stuff about gut health recently mm-hmm. and how it affects your your moods and all that so oh don't get me started <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been uh i'm one of those people trying like a paleo and like ketogenic and all this kind of stuff like yep i found out a few years ago i had a gluten allergy so i'm just like you know like not i'm just like meat and veggies nothing yep. else that's the way i do it my um, about two years ago i did the same thing i kind yeah. of like i was trying to deal with my my depression and i was like okay they were like exercise and diet makes a big mm-hmm. difference ketogenic and paleo is what comes up the most for depression and anxiety yeah. and then um heavy heavy cardio do you like how heavy is your cardio how heavy is my cardio? You know, I, I well, I recently started a gym membership because nice. I'm one of those people that if I don't force myself to do stuff, I'll just stay at home and sleep. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe that's that, reducing that might help a lot too. Honestly, well, um, I know that you're kind of like having employment issues and that yeah. sort of thing, but um, a personal trainer. Like when you're yes. ready, that's the thing. You got to be ready. That's that's a lot of money to spend if you're not ready. Yes. But if you're ready, I work with a personal trainer now. And I interviewed him uh, last week. Okay. Screwed it up. So <laughs> you go up Monday. I'll interview him again this week and he'll go up the next Monday. But anyway, okay. yeah, it's it's an, it, it was a real love fest when you hear that particular podcast. It was just yeah. me telling him like everything you've done, you've, just, you've changed my life because I'm down sixty pounds. Oh wow! Yeah, That's I'm down awesome. sixty pounds. My depression is a lot better than it used to be. Yeah, um, I'm still bitch, but <laughs> I don't think it. that's going to change. You got more cordial with your depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've gotten yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you? Yeah, that's something. Do you? Do you like? You're like I have to. I have to make friends with it at some yeah. point. You have to quit fighting it. I think that's true. I've heard a lot. Of, like, I don't know if you know anything about like meditation and stuff like that. But I've tried it. I'm not very good at it. So. Well, something I don't really do it myself. I've talked about wanting to try it, but I've heard the one thing about meditation is you have to just give in and embrace the different like horrible feelings you're feeling at that time, and just kind of let them slide and go away, and just concentrate on your breathing, mm-hmm. which is the hardest thing to do. <laughs> do you do the? Have you tried the um, guided meditations like on YouTube and that sort of thing? No, I don't have the attention span. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't have the attention span to meditate, so I guess I could try it. But I mean, I don't know about you, but I have found over the past couple of years that it's all about action. Like yeah. for me, um, I have found, and this, and this seems to cover everything I do. Mm-hmm. Is if if I if I if I lollygag yeah. or slightly ignore or even just like put things at the back of my brain. It, uh, it becomes a problem or yeah. it gets lost. But if I do just a little thing every day, mm-hmm. it seems to, to it, just having that action builds on itself and that seems to work for me. Everybody's going to be different. I mean, 
You said you don't like trying the chemicals. After no. after two years of doing like the exercise and yeah. all that, I had to. I was like, okay, this is not not. No, we're not, not doing covering anything. it. It's yeah. it's getting it's better. It was a lot better, but it wasn't covering it. So I think part of the the, the thing you're talking about action, I think that's very important too. Is that if you're not just if you're not constantly forcing yourself to do stuff, you can get in this very complacent place, and then you're all of a sudden, sudden you're just at home, yeah, <laughs> hanging out in your in your underwear, watching Netflix, and uh, you know, and wonder why your you're bed. not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And things aren't getting better because you're not doing anything to make life better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that. It's, um, I'm really, for me, for the past couple of years, it's been a lot about like that positive mindset. It's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard, uh, coming from, um, many, many years of a negative mindset and trying to have a positive mindset because I don't know about you, but for me, I've had friends who are just like, I don't fucking even know <laughs> who you are anymore. And like, yeah. And some friendships have broken up because of that. Mm-hmm. I've had those. I've had those times. It's it's tough. I mean, well, the worst I think is is more so, is less of when they do that to the you, and then when you realize that you have like a friend that you just like, this is this person's toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, and you realize that like, wow. So a lot of these different problematic. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, like <laughs> habits, habits. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. All these like habits and stuff have built is because I hang out with this one person. You know. Yeah. Um. Or group of people or whatever yeah and like the group of people all get into a habit of doing the same thing over and over again yeah and you're like can we go do something else besides sit around and be high or or just or can we go do exactly. something else besides just go to a bar and drink like you gotta you gotta mix it up yeah you gotta and do something a little more active um what's the whole um show me who your friends are and i'll show you what your future is have you ever heard yeah, that yeah i Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I haven't heard that specific, but I've heard if depending on what you're trying to get into, you need to surround yeah. yourself with the right kind of people. Yeah, you got to surround yourself with the right kind of people, people with the right attitude. Um, you've got to, you've got to have that. It's really hard to keep that yeah. real good, to have that attitude for yourself. Some days it's like today, I knew I had to get up early to, for this to come yeah. in. Cause like, and I, I wanted to interview and I want to do this. I love podcasting. Yeah. But, getting up at six in the morning and then I got to go to the gym and I had to do a couple of loads of laundry and get dinner ready and then come in here. And it was just, ugh. you know, it's some days you just get tired of doing it. I yeah. mean, and, and I don't know about you, but you, you talk about like you found out you had a gluten allergy. Well, that's, yeah. that's a whole other level of like, now you've got to read every label. Yep. And, um, and you find out that certain things don't necessarily say wheat, but they mean wheat. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, and they're like, what? It's wheat, barley, and rye. So, like, and then there's a couple other things, like oatmeal, for example, mm. um, is a big one that a lot of times, even if it's it itself doesn't have it, right. but they a lot of times process it in the same places. So, so it has glue. So, so, so like, and you're well, sensitive like, enough that just a trace amount can get Sometimes, you. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's interesting, though, because, like, I'm. For the longest time, I thought it was like the gut thing, and I realized it was it was something much worse. It was actually like um, I get these things where like my mind would get super cloudy, mm-hmm. and I would get temperamental, and all these other different stuff. Like I used to have a really big anger issue, and then I realized, oh, apparently it's gluten. <laughs> uh, you know what? Kind of the same thing for me. Yeah. Um, I got tested for gluten, but I'm not. I I don't show up for celiac disease. But no. the doctor was like, I would advise you to 
like she's she said I was reactive to it. Yeah. So for me, it's like it does screw up my gut health. So if I'm careful not to eat too much wheat, which I actually, it's just easier to cut it all out because yeah. it's like sugar. If you take in a little bit, then you start Still. wanting more and you want more and you want more. Um, but do you like if you eat something? that has wheat in it do you get like mouth sores like does your face break out and that sort um, of thing well i i do get um my face doesn't really break out so much i mean it might, it might. i mean i mm-hmm. kind of think about back when i used to eat it i used to get like pimples and stuff on my face so that could have been i know i would get like really oily like my yeah like really and just like i had like eczema and all these other different symptoms and just yeah. like yeah. And it all just kind of goes away. I have eggs. Yeah. I have um, psoriasis in my ears. Oh, okay. Um, but I uh, I keep it, you know, it, it's kind of like once I cut the gluten out and I stuck to the to the paleo slash yeah. uh, um, keto. I don't care for keto all the time because I like beans. I yeah. like potatoes every once in a while. And yeah. I like, um, and I try to keep my bean or my potatoes and rice to like once a week. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like beans and I like fruit. And I know fruit is sugar, and I know sugar's the devil. But <laughs> do you believe that? Have you gotten to that point yet? I I, I definitely like as I said, I pretty much right now, as much as I try, I eat like something like chicken or steak, mm-hmm. and then I just like have some like broccoli and peppers and onions, something like that. So right. I'm like very limited in my diet right now. Have you tried fat bombs for dessert? Fat bombs? Yeah. No. What are those? Those are delicious. I'll get you the <laughs> recipe. So basically, what it is 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 you take coconut oil and you take almond butter and you melt them in a okay. in a like low heat melt them on a little pan sounds good so far you throw in i think it's three tablespoons of cocoa powder you know unsweetened cocoa powder yeah um then uh a, ta- a teaspoon of vanilla and then your favorite like i, I use stevia I don't yeah. use the pink stuff or the yellow stuff or the blue stuff, but I use stevia. I can <laughs> never, I can never remember. You know what that reminds me of? What's um, that? Do you remember those candies that they had? I can't remember what they were called, but they had this like piece of sugar that was like put together, and they you would dip it into these like sour, yeah, like, pink or yellow or whatever. Fun dip. Like, fun dip. Yeah. yeah fun dip. Yeah. That's yep. what it makes it think. Of. Yeah, that does. Sound, yeah, it does sound. It sounds like fun it should be delicious. Yeah, yeah, fun dip sweetener should be yeah. good, but. Um, I use, uh, I use stevia. I like the granulated stevia. Yeah. So I use, uh, and it's, it's super sweet. So you'll have to like experiment. Yeah. You put very yeah. little, you put very little, very little, but it gives it kind of a granular feel. Okay. You mix it up and then you pour it into like the little, um, get one of those like little silicon, uh, uh, candy things. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? They um, usually they'll be heart shaped or lip shaped or yeah, whatever. They yeah, look the like molds. suckers. Yeah, they're yeah. molds. The candy pieces are about the size of like a like a um, a lozenge and that sort of thing. Okay. And you pour it in those and you stick it in the fridge and let them harden. Hmm. And then at night when you have that little bit of an urge for something sweet, I would eat just. And this is when I was on keto. I'd have yeah. just one or two, and they're delicious. Absolutely. Have it with like really a with like a hot tea, like a hot decaf tea, and a couple mm. of those at night. It was so good, and it just kills that sweet tooth a little bit, and and, and it keeps you on keto. And the nice thing is because it's uh, stevia, you're not boosting your blood sugar up like ridiculous amount right before you go to bed. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, and it's got plenty of fat, so it fills you up, so yeah. you don't feel hungry. Yep, love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you want keto tips? I got keto tips. <laughs> we can do a whole podcast just on keto. So. <laughs> Yeah. How are we doing? Okay, so we're okay. doing pretty good. We're like uh, 44 minutes, 45. I usually wrap wow. it up between 45 and 60 minutes. So okay. is there anything else you want to 
So, well, you know, people can, like I said, uh, we can find you on Facebook and Twitter and yeah. either Gene we- D. Weber or Eugene D. Weber. And yes. D. Weber has one B. Yes. D E W E B E R. Yes. Um, you do a comic strip on Instagram called Nearly Functional Comics. Yeah. I'm going to go check that out and I'm going to friend you. Okay. And you're about to get a friend uh, request from um, Putricia Cabbage Juice. <laughs> Because this is my second project. Like, I have second project, third, fourth, fifth project. Okay. But I'm doing it. I want to do an Instagram, like, bad joke witch where she's dressed. <laughs> so it's this character I'm creating. I've been working on it for months. It's this character I'm creating, and she's her name is Putricia Cabbage Juice, and she okay. just tells bad jokes. And um, I'm going to do that on Instagram, too. So we'll, Sounds like fun. we'll have to play off of each other and be yeah. like, ha. Ah. So I'll, <laughs> I'll have to read your comics, and I'll make comments on it. And I'm, I'm just, If you want that you know yeah uh, maybe, maybe i'll just like put your your that character in the background on one of my strips or something like that oh there yeah, you I go and then you know what and i plan on having like a picture frame behind me and everything so i could like take one of your strips and put it that'd be cool in the in the picture frame do like a of... shared universe kind of thing yeah, yeah yeah we could totally do that would be yeah. fun <laughs> we'll have to do that um yeah i haven't got her up and running yet so i'll keep you posted okay um see and we can find you at open mics all around portland so you yeah, can all throughout helium Fun house. You know what? Next time you go to Fun House, will you let me know? I yeah. I have not been because I don't have anyone to go with, and I I tend to like to go into new situations yeah. with a friend. So makes sense. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll be down. I think uh, I'm not going this Wednesday. I'm going somewhere else this Wednesday, but maybe okay. next one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I'm I'm doing something Wednesday night too. I've already. I know I'm going to Helium Tuesday. Are you going yeah. tomorrow? Uh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go to Helium. I if I can't get on there, I'm gonna also probably try to get on Big Legrowski. Okay. Because they're more likely to actually get it guaranteed, and then Helium is like that lottery thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You never know. <laughs> you never it d- know. depends on what Nick feels like doing that night. Yeah. I think he has certain people that he likes to get on usually like the the bigger names in town and then yeah. there's a certain number of slots and he has to just kind of rotate people through them so that everybody gets a chance but That's... which is which sounds fair to me i mean yeah i don't know i've never run a business like that so i have no idea really what's fair i'm just kind of in the middle of all of it so um but anyway. find you on you and me both find us on facebook twitter yeah. instagram and all that you can we're not shy about what we're doing <laughs> just like you can figure out where we're at yeah, and if you're, uh, I also have nearly functional comics on Facebook as well. So if oh, you're okay, not really I'm sorry. Instagram too. No, that's fine. I'll have to. I want to go find it because I love yeah. comics. I'm probably just going to end up adding you to. Well, and this gives me more reason to do it because I was doing it once a week, and then I kind of recently with the whole open mic thing, I've been slacking a little bit. So if I get more people encouraging me to do it, then I'll yeah maybe do it like twice a week, and who knows? We'll see how it goes. That'd be cool. You know what? I've always wanted to. Um... I have an idea for a comic book I've always wanted to do, and I don't even necessarily want it to be like finished like a regular comic book, but I've all, yeah. but I can't draw. So <laughs> I've always wanted to find somebody who could help me put it together. Maybe we should collaborate. Maybe I can get That'd you to fun. help help me turn something that's been in my head for years yeah. into something physical. Like it's not even to put out and just share with the world. It's just it's something that I've had in my head for so long. I would love to figure out how to get it out. So I'm yeah. gonna bug you about that. that I'm fine with that. I need 
could use more something, especially right now while yeah. I'm looking for a job. I need <laughs> some stuff to I do. I need something to do. I don't yeah. even think I couldn't pay you though. That's the thing. I always, I believe very strongly in paying artists. Yeah. And so we would have to work something out so I wouldn't feel guilty. You know what I mean? Makes so, sense. Um, I don't know. My husband, you like him? I mean, I could offer you some certain, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Damon's like, hey, wait the fucking minute. Not really, minute. not really swing not that, that way. No, but okay. you know, if yeah, I ever right. need like a friend to hang out yeah. on a day, I'm just like really lonely. You know? Do you play D&D? No, but I've thought about getting into it. He has a Wednesday night game. There's a Wednesday night game. He okay. has. A, I don't know if he can handle another player, but <laughs> I, you know, he's always he's always looking for people who want to come into the fold. He's yeah. he's like a religious leader for D and D. He's like come. <laughs> Come to the dork side. It's like an evangelist for a D&D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we have ogres. Do not fear the ogres. They go to the mountain. No, I'm sorry. I'm making fun of Christian. I'm sorry. It's it's fine. You know, he's – all of a sudden, like, it shows him, like, he's infomercial and people are just getting knocked down by the power of D&D. By the power of D&D? <laughs> Give me more money so I can – so you can support ye. Ye. Yeah, support ye. ye. Support ye. Yes. Ye support ye, you know. <laughs> Just, your, you, your every every doll you give, it will be tenfold in your experience in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's just like you can, uh, you can, uh, what's, you can loot all the bodies you see <laughs> for all you to take. You, know, you can carry it out; it's your, yours. The plunder is vast. You've been listening to Bless Your Heart on Yugo Meow Podcast Network. 